Hey, welcome to Triple H 100.1 FM. This is Ian Stewart. Good afternoon and welcome again to Rotary Matters. This is actually episode number 95. Look, uh, today's story comes with a bit of a twist. It's about an important variation um, of Rotary, which is called Rotaract. Now, Rotaract has much in common with Rotary, but the membership is confined to 18 to 30-year-olds by and large, a younger demographic than you'd find at a typical Rotary Club meeting or event, but nonetheless filling a strongly felt need and fueling future growth for Rotary Clubs. Around the world, there are over 203,000 members of Rotaract in 180 countries. It's a service, leadership, professional and community service organisation for young men and women. So, a new Rotaract club was formed in this area uh, 12 months ago. It's called the Hornsby Karingai Rotary Club. And in Rotary Matters today, to tell us all about it and what they've been up to, we'll be meeting their new elected president, Charlotte Weatherall, and the new vice president, Tiana Jarmin. Both are talented and articulate and keen to tell the Rotaract story. And we'll hear from them in a few minutes. But look, if you haven't come across us before... The idea of this program is to bring you an interview to give you some insight into a specific Rotary cause or project. And we call the program Rotary Matters. So each week uh, you might hear from an Australian organising free eye health health clinics in India or an Australian installing solar power system in Fiji. Close to home, we might look at Rotarians running a food bank in suburban Sydney, delivering supplies to remote communities, hosting an overseas student, removing graffiti or fundraising to send soap to Manus Island, or in recognising somebody in the community who's gone over and above the call, earning themselves a Pride of Workmanship Award. But look, uh, let me just give you a quick refresher about the worldwide organisation of Rotary. It's over 100 years old. The idea is to foster the concept of service above self. And internationally, there are 1.2 million members, 36,000 Rotary clubs, in 220 countries, so it's relatively large. Here in Australia, we've got um, we've got 27,000 Rotarians and 1,100 clubs, and most clubs meet once a week or maybe once a fortnight, and they devote their time to making the world a better place through a range of very worthy local, regional and international community projects. You're going to run into Rotarians doing things like fighting uh, diseases such as polio, malaria. They're worried about providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene. They want to save mothers and children. They support education. They'll want to grow local economies to promote peace and to support the environment. But as I said a few moments ago, we're talking today with Charlotte Weatherall and Tiana Jarmin about a new Rotaract club. Remember, this one is for 18 to 30-year-olds, which they began about 12 months ago in the upper northern suburbs of Sydney. So please stay tuned because I hope you'll enjoy uh, the interview. As I mentioned a moment ago, we're on, you're on Rotary Matters. Today we're meeting Charlotte Weatherall, the president of the Hornsby Karingai Rotary Club, and Tiana Jarmin, their new vice president, to tell us what it's all about. Firstly, um, Charlotte Weatherall and Tiana Jarmin, thank you both very much indeed for agreeing to talk to Rotary Matters about what must be one of the most exciting initiatives uh, within the whole Rotary world, and that is Rotaract. Now, let's just understand firstly, if we could, um, who is Rotaract actually targeted at? Charlotte, would you like to start? Yeah, so um, Rotaract is aimed at 18 to 30-year-olds, but there is no strict ruling on um, the upper age limit now, which is really good. Um, And it's 
I suppose the the bracket we talk about it um, being for a, a young people and young professionals, um, university students, and I think one of the the things we'll talk about with our club is that we have a really diverse group of people from all sorts of backgrounds. So really just, yeah, anyone within that age group who's interested in helping the community. And um, it was kind of created to bridge that gap, I guess, between school students and your traditional Rotarian. So the, the school student version of Rotary is known as Interact. You're called right. Rotaract. And then the traditional Rotary course which has been going for over 100 years, is probably targeted at a slightly older demographic. Yeah, yeah. The Rotary group, I suppose, is targeted at professionals, whereas we claim ourselves to be young professionals. We're getting them. Good on you, good on you. (laughs) And so, Tiana, maybe you know, how widespread is Rotaract locally and around the world? Have you any idea? Yeah, okay. So there are over 70 Rotaract clubs across Australia and worldwide, there are over 250,000 individuals. And, and are the numbers uh, st- static or are they growing amongst um, members of Rotaract? They are growing. I think the, the membership numbers, um, it's a bit hard to track. And that's probably something that even within our own club, we can see uh, because we have a lot of people involved on a more informal basis, um, which I think comes with the age group. But the club club numbers are increasing across the world, which is really exciting. And so the club of which Charlotte, you are president, and Tiana, you are vice president, is the Hornsby Karingai Rotaract Club. Um, whose initiative was this? Where did the idea come from? Because you're, you're relatively young uh, in terms of the age of the club. Yeah. Um, well, the, the idea originally, I suppose, came from the Rotary International President. Um, so last year, or probably two years ago now, um, he put the call out and said we should get more young people uh, connected and involved. And, and a way we can do that is to, um, he challenged Rotary clubs to support opening Rotaract clubs. Um, and so we formally supported or sponsored by the Warunga Rotary Club. And so they took on a challenge with many of their members being really passionate about young people in the community and they put feelers out for people who were interested to be involved and that I suppose is how the both of us um, got involved but yeah the idea started um, on an international scale and Rotary Clubs across the world um, did what Warunga did for us and kind of created a place for for all of this to start. So, Tiana, did you have any awareness of, of Rotary before you got involved with Rotaract? Rotary, roughly, because I had heard about Rotary and you see Rotary signs everywhere, but I had no idea um, about Rotary or Rotaract. And it wasn't until I met a few Rotaractors that I learned about what it was, um, which was, was quite an interesting way of getting involved. But no, I had never heard Tell that it. story, Tiana, because it is a great story. <laughs> Please do. Please yeah, do. so how I found out about Rotaract was when I was on a little holiday in Adelaide, there were a bunch of Rotaractors who were there for a conference. And it was actually at the Adelaide Jail that I was doing a ghost tour with a friend and we got paired with another group of Rotaractors also doing the ghost tour. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun with just banter throughout the and it wasn't until after when a few of them were like come out to the bar with us have a few drinks and then we ended up meeting up with different rotor actors for the next three nights 
off on the rest of our trip that we were there. Well, that's lovely. So you had a, a, a soft introduction to, to the world <laughs> of Rotaract. It caught your yeah. attention. And as I said earlier, you're now the vice president. And in real life, uh, Tiana Jarman, you are a, currently a student. Is that right? Yes, I'm currently a student. I'm doing a double degree of speech and hearing sciences with a Bachelor of Human Sciences, majoring in cognitive and brain sciences. That sounds like an awful lot to be doing all at once. Yeah, look, it's a mouthful to say. <laughs> <laughs> and how much longer have you got before you complete your qualification? Well, I'm in my second year and my degree goes for roughly four years full time. But then I'll also be doing a master's after that, depending on which way I end up. I might end up looking, I'm looking towards audiology at the moment, but we'll see where I end up. I think there are a lot of different opportunities that I've been looking at. And I guess you just go where you go. <laughs> okay. And so, um, Charlotte, just remind us, if you would, of, of your background. Yeah, so I um, am similar to Tiana in the sense of the interest of psychology at university. Um, I just finished a Bachelor of Science majoring in psychology last year, and I'm doing a Master's of Organisational Psychology at the moment, just in all my spare time. Um, but I just, I work full-time as a reporting manager in the city, and I think that's one of the things that I've brought up before and we often talk about is the the great variety of things. We've got full-time workers, we've got full-time uni students and almost everything in between. And I think it also uh, points, and Tiana's degree is a perfect example, that when we started to move our meetings online, we were able to connect with a few of her university lecturers and things like that and really start to learn from each of our backgrounds and interests and um, yeah I see that as one of the greatest things of having such a diverse group of us that we do get to see a little bit of what everyone gets involved so with. So for the benefit, benefit of our listeners we're talking with um, Charlotte Weatherall president of the, of the Rotaract Club of Hornsby and Karingai and the vice president Tiana Jarman and um, the point they made earlier is that other members of this Rotaract Club will be similar there will be young professional people from a diverse range of interests and backgrounds, but with one strong common interest in um, serving above self through uh, the Rotaract organisation. Today we're talking with Charlotte Weatherall, Tiana Jarmin from the newly formed Rotaract Club of Hornsby and Karingai. And I asked them uh, about the governance structure and the activities so, of that club. Uh, you've got a Rotaract club. What is the governance structure? I'm, I've mentioned the word president and vice president. Do you have other other positions as well? And are, are you, in fact, a board? Is that how it works? Yeah, we do. We have a board. Uh, an exciting, I guess, growth from the time we spoke to you 12 months ago when we had a board of four or five members is that we've doubled to a board of eight members. <laughs> um, so we've got... Uh, your traditional president, treasurer, secretary, and we have roles such as the service events director and social events director and positions like that. And, of course, you can imagine that social media as well um, gets its position on the board. So uh, from that perspective, it's a really awesome opportunity for us to learn how governance fits into things and to kind of test the waters in a fairly informal way and then also the way that our board interacts with our members and represents them as well um i think yeah so, so the governance structure the structure makes very good sense doesn't it i mean it's a proven model for many organizations <laughs> and yeah. so you've got that um, structure underneath you 
You've been going now for 12 months. Can you give us an idea of some of the activities that you've been up to since uh, it was August last year, wasn't it? August 2019 that you began. Um, Tiana, can you fill us in if you would? Yeah, so we have gone up to quite a bit um, in all different areas. We have, in fact, raised uh, over $1,000 for mental health and we've held a number of mental health information sessions. We also have been involved with Hornsby Connect. So we've donated to Hornsby Connect and assisted in a few local fundraising events. Uh, between the Rotaract clubs, we did have a blood donation rival. So between each club, it was a competition to see who could get the most members to donate blood, which was a bit of fun. So in other um, words, the different clubs competed for the amount of blood that they could donate to the Red Cross. And may I ask, how did the Hornsby-Karingai Rotaract Club fare in this competition? We were a close second. A close second. <laughs> anyway, it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Let me just go back, um, Tiana. You mentioned that you raised $1,000 towards uh, mental health. How did you raise that $1,000? Yeah, well, um, Charlotte, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we raised a bit of money at our charter event, um, we put a bit of money there. We also did just a local barbecue at Bunnings to raise a bit of money. Were there any other ones, Charlotte? No, I think that's, yeah, that were our main two with a few, I guess, charitable donations from Rotarians who wanted to support us and things like that. So for the benefit of our international listeners, uh, Bunnings is a well-known Australian brand of hardware store that makes its premises available on a complementary basis to worthy charitable causes. And clearly this was one of those opportunities of which you took advantage to help um, put, put some money in, in, in the tin. So uh, you supported Hornsby Connect. You've um, raised money towards mental health. Do you, do you get together at all as a, as, a, as a group? Yeah, well, our club definitely loves our socials. Always love getting together for random sort of things. So we've gone to the beach, done a bit of lawn bowling and numerous Saturday brunches, just having little coffee catch-ups. And then I think we make the most of every opportunity to get together and chat. And so um, yeah. what about COVID-19, which is uh, the pandemic in, in which we are at the moment? What impact has this had on your uh, rampant socialising? I mean, it's, it's been a little bit difficult at times, but what would you say, Charlotte? No, yeah, it, it definitely threw a spanner in the works, but I don't think there's a single group that can say that they went unaffected. Um, we did move our meetings online, um, so that's been uh, a beneficial way of staying connected virtually, and I think um, for many of our university students, it's just been like another online thing. Um, and we have tried where possible to, you know, have a few events and catch-ups outside in the outer doors and whatever when we could uh, to kind of, yeah, we see the value in connection, but we understand that connecting through the screen is not quite the same. So when restrictions did lift, we made the most of an opportunity to catch up at the park and things like that. Um, Good for you. So um, over the next 12 months, you've got some particular projects you'd like to pursue. I suppose it does depend a little bit on COVID, but let's supposing there was no COVID with a, with a green slate and a blue sky what would be your, what's on your wish list? Gosh, that does sound nice. We actually, um, so the Rotary year ticks over at the same time as the financial year. So 
Um, we had a catch up with our new board just recently about start of August and had a bit of a brainstorm about um, the feedback we had from our members and um, how we went in the last 12 months and where we want to go in the future. Um, and from that, obviously, with the lens of COVID um, in front of us as well, we've made a bit of a plan, keeping in mind that we could achieve these things both virtually and in the physical world. So a focus of ours, as you would have heard from last year, but continuing this year is to look at mental health. So we've got in the works a um, virtual walk for mental health to raise awareness um, about the importance of having conversations with people around us. So that is uh, in progress. Charlotte, and can I stop we'll... you? You, you said, yeah. a, did you say a virtual walk? <laughs> yeah. how, how, does, how, does that, how does that work? Yeah, so the idea came up last year and it was going to be a physical walk. Um, and so we've obviously had a few months of um, planning about how we could do that differently. And I suppose the the way we hope to move forward is by um, creating a hashtag and probably creating one specific day that everybody tries to get out and have a walk um, and talk to someone about how they are doing um, and then to share images of themselves on that walk or something they found on that walk and to kind of create optimistic thinking in the sense of a global awareness of um, how we can still stay connected despite yeah these challenges. Excellent. Um, so you've got your mental health focus with a virtual walk. Some other plans or ideas for the next 12 months? Welcome back. It's Rotary Matters here on Triple H. My name is Ian Stewart. And, um, we've been talking this afternoon with Charlotte and Tiana about the Rotaract Club of Hornsbing Karingai. If you've just joined us, this is a club uh, targeted at 18 to 30-year-olds. Um, they carry the same values that traditional Rotary clubs, but the demographic is clearly uh, quite a bit younger than you'd normally find. So I was asking um, uh, Tiana and Charlotte what else they've got planned for the next 12 months. Over the next 12 months, you've got some particular projects you'd like to pursue. I suppose it does depend a little bit on COVID, but let's supposing there was no COVID with a, with a green slate and a blue sky... What would be your, what's on your wish list? Gosh, that does sound nice. We actually, um, so the Rotary year ticks over at the same time as the financial year. So um, we had a catch up with our new board just recently about start of August and had a bit of a brainstorm about um, the feedback we had from our members and um, how we went in the last 12 months and where we want to go with the future. Um, and from that, obviously, with the lens of COVID um, in front of us as well, we've made a bit of a plan, keeping in mind that we could achieve these things both virtually and in the physical world. So a focus of ours, as you would have heard from last year, but continuing this year is to look at mental health. So we've got in the works a um, virtual walk for mental health to raise awareness um, about the importance of having conversations with people around us. So that is uh, in progress. Charlotte, and can then I stop we'll, you? You, you said, yeah. a, did you say a virtual walk? <laughs> yeah. how, how, does, how, does that, how does that work? Yeah, so the idea came up last year and it was going to be a physical walk. Um, and so we've obviously had a few months of um, planning about how we could do that differently. And I suppose the, the way we hope to move forward is by um, creating a hashtag and probably creating one specific day that everybody tries to get out and have a walk um, and talk to someone about how they are doing um, and then to share images 
of themselves on that walk or something they found on that walk and to kind of create optimistic thinking in the sense of a global awareness of um, how we can still stay connected despite, yeah, these challenges. Excellent. Um, um, so you've got your mental health focus with a virtual walk. Some other plans or ideas for the next 12 months? Yeah, the other big project that we've got um, as a plan focuses a little bit more locally and on young people um, and more in a disadvantaged space where we were seeing that we as young people have an opportunity to connect with um, young other young people in our community that could use some support. So we're looking at creating a kind of mentoring program in which we can connect with young people who could really do with, I guess, just a friend, someone who can say, you know, I went through the HSC, I went through getting into uni, I went through getting a job and, and looking at the skills that we as a club have that we can offer to, yeah, to younger people around us. So we're really excited to get those two going, but there's a lot of work uh, between here and there. <laughs> I mean, what you're reminding me of there, um, Charlotte and Tiana, is what's happening in some of the traditional Rotary Clubs where they've set up a scheme called Virtual Neighbours, which is a result of the COVID situation, where people who are feeling a bit isolated and lonely and a bit disadvantaged in the community and don't have any, anyone to lean on are contacted by a volunteer Rotarian who is a virtual neighbour and they uh, arrange to connect with them on a scheduled basis maybe for you know, a quarter of an hour on the phone once a week or something like that. But it's part of keeping them engaged and um, encouraged and uplifting their okay. spirits. Yeah. What you just described to me there has um, echoes of the same basic idea, but you're doing it with, with young people, uh, as, you, as you just described. So it's all really part of the core rotary value, is it not, of, of service above self. So... Um, something else that you've got planned over the next 12 months? Yeah, I suppose on a more local scale, um, and Tiana, you might want to um, add to this, but we are looking at what we as our members, and um, I guess that reaches out to anyone who's interested in becoming a member or interested in just joining us on an informal basis, um, is the concept of our social occasions and our personal professional development uh, opportunities. So um, like I was mentioning before, having Tiana's lecturer speak to us was an opportunity for a few of us to, to learn a lot in a really different forum. Um, and so we've got some ideas down for that. And I guess an example really recently was that we caught up in a car park and <laughs> pulled a bunch of cars together and brought some people along who could um, educate other people our age on how to look after their car. Because there's often a conversation amongst people our age who say, why didn't I learn that at school? Um, and there's a whole bunch of skills such as finance, car maintenance, cooking um, that we want to kind of explore because there is that gap where, where do you learn those life skills? Exactly. And if that's something we could do, then that's, yeah. So that's a focus, I guess, more weekly or monthly throughout the year that we're focusing on. I think I may have seen on your Facebook site um, a visit to uh a car with its bonnet up and people standing around the bonnet uh, in t trying to work out what, what goes with what and where does the water go in and where does the oil go in? I mean, as you say, very, very real and very important questions to ask, but you were able to address that uh, creatively. 
in that in that session yes yeah and i think um that was a good example of something where a few of us could have said oh surely you know no one needs to learn that or like we're not sure how many people out there could benefit from it and that night was a perfect example of that there there were a group of people that really really benefited from that and had hundreds of thousands of questions and that was brilliant so excellent um, well done yeah. well done well done so um going back to recruitment of members into rotaract do you reach backwards at all into the schools i mean do they do the teachers in the schools know about you or could they be encouraged to spread the word so that the people leaving high school coming up into the tertiary sector or elsewhere become a bit more aware of, of Rotaract? I don't know. I'd say with the Interact clubs, that's definitely leading into Rotaract. And I know for me, I had an exchange student who she found out about Rotaract here and then she went back home and started an Interact club in her school. But... I think yes, but I wouldn't say um, we've had heaps of interaction, but it could be something for, I guess, teachers to suggest if they've got kids in social justice groups or anyone in particular areas who are wanting to have a positive effect on everything around them, that it'd be great to suggest. Yeah, row racks around the corner when you finish school, yeah. you can go and find a great group of people. And it's also a an amazing place if you want to just connect with people outside of school or you're looking for another group of friends with similar values, shared morals. And I had on the show a few weeks ago Beck Fry on behalf of the Rotary Social Impact Network, who I think shares some of the same values as your Rotaract Club. I, I, there's no tension or competition here, is there, Charlotte? No, definitely not. Beck, um, Beck has a fantastic history in Rotaract um, around Australia. She's been part of the Rotaract Australia board, uh, but she's just been a fantastic mentor to us. Um, she's been a fantastic connection to have to bounce some questions off, and we were really fortunate uh, on one of our online meetings to to catch up with Beck and really. Um, ask her all the questions we'd been wanting to ask someone who'd been in our shoes before. You know, what could go wrong? What should we plan for? Where do we take this? And um, she's got some really fantastic forward-thinking ideas. So while we don't formally do anything with um, her network, we, yeah, we may in the future, and um, she's a fantastic asset. Good, 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 good. Yeah. So looking forward another 10 or 11 months, when you're looking back, on the period we're about to go into, how are you going to measure the success of what you've of what the Rotaract Club is about to do? Have you got some criteria, some key performance indicators? Excuse the jargon <laughs> that, that will satisfy you. That you've ticked the honest face was then was my face when I read your question. Brilliant question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I don't know formally that we do yet, and this might be the perfect opportunity to do that. Something that's um, come out of the last 12 months and that we are very freshly discussing as a board um, is that the Warunga Rotary Club, so our sponsor club that created us, did a review into how the last 12 months went. Um, and one of the skill sets of their club was having someone who could, you know, pull all together the information and lay it out and make some um, decisions or uh, suggestions for us. So we are yet to go through that 
as a club, but we're right at that point now where there's some great suggestions coming from people who've been on the journey alongside us who, yeah, hopefully um, we'll have some some of those suggestions to see how we're, how we're going in 12 months' time. So, listeners, I'd encourage you to get in touch with the Karingai, Hornsby Karingai Rotaract Club if uh, what we've been talking about this afternoon uh, attracts you. Um, what is there a, a website um, or a, is it just Facebook? How do you, what's the best way for people to find you? Yeah, I mean, you can find us on Facebook or we've also got an Instagram account. Or even if you want to send us an email, you can email us at hornsbyrotaract at gmail.com and we're more than happy to respond to you, get in touch with you. But yeah, well, any look, way that you it, want to it sounds to me like a very well-run organisation with um, some very passionate, articulate, intelligent and young people running it. Uh, I can only wish you every success over the next 12 months. And can we make a plan to talk about it again in August uh, 2021 and just uh, see how it's all developed for you and what your thoughts and impressions have been and what you're planning to do over the, the following 12 months. That'd be fantastic. Thank you, Ian. So, uh, Charlotte Weatherall, uh, Tiana Jarmin, thank you both very much indeed for time this afternoon. It's been lovely talking with you and uh, look forward to staying in touch. All the best. Definitely. Thank you, thank you so much.